Welcome to Flicks, my name's Daniel Swan, this is episode 134, in which myself and my very good friend Aaron Sosa discuss Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. The episode was recorded in an echoey Los Angeles apartment, but what we lack in audio quality, we make up for with passion and rants about how Kylo Ren is really just an emo bitch. Every journey has to come to an end, and the story of the Skywalkers is no exception. Of course, it already did come to an end uh, in 1983, but nothing ever stays buried. Just like the Emperor, boom, what a connection. And that's not a spoiler, it was in the trailer, so just shut up. After 42 years and eight films, we are finally here to satisfyingly wrap up every hope and dream people have had since their youth. And everyone will just accept it for what it is, and no one will get sent any death threats. We have menaced some phantoms, we have attacked clones, avenged the Sith, provided some new hope, struck back with the Empire, returned with the Jedi, awakened the Force, and outlasted the Jedi. And now, finally, we rise with the Skywalkers. It is a film with as much expectation on its shoulders as any film ever produced, but is it any good? Is the film Rise-able, or does it have you skywalking on sunshine? To help me decide is the masked American terror to my ineffectual ginger English toff, Aaron Sosa. Aaron, how are you, sir? You well? I'm very well. How are you, good. my friend? I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. It feels um, momentous. I mean, I don't think we need to establish too much, but... Previous thoughts on Star Wars, you're a fan, I'd say. Yeah, um, somewhat. I dabbled in it. I read a comic. I've seen a movie. I have, um, you know. Based most of your life looked around? Up, looked, looked up the internet and thought, <laughs> maybe I should do some research. Oh, this article of clothing will look good. <laughs> oh, this tattoo of the Empire symbol would be great. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, that's, yeah, that's. I was going to say that the um, the simplest way of explaining the the level is to is to describe you as someone who is not unfamiliar with Wikipedia. No. But the better one is you have tattooed your body with tattooed images body. from, and I'm probably going to put up a another another tattoo add-on as well oh, really? because now that this whole movie came out, mm-hmm. the whole situation that. Just, yeah, no, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll okay. get into it. Okay, nice, nice. Um, so, in a spoiler-free context mm-hmm. for the eight people in the world who haven't yet seen it, okay. what did you think of Star Wars, colon, episode nine, colon, the rise of Skywalker, colon, the final Star Wars film ever? What did you think of it? That was a lot of colons. A lot of colons. <laughs> um, so push it through. Um... As a somewhat fan of this franchise, mm-hmm. I actually really like this movie. Good. It was a very good adventurous movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a beginning, it had a middle, it had an end. They definitely had um, good Star Wars moments, okay. right? You know, like only Star Wars fans would get. And I really okay. appreciated those nods. Nice. 
they did it in just two and a half hours, and you still got like you knew every why, why they did everything. Yes. They had to do. Okay. Right? Nice. They had to go off to one spot. You yeah. knew why they were doing it. And it didn't seem poorly edited. I feel a lot of times, like, if maybe one thing was edited differently, like in Rogue One, uh-huh. it would have had a better, like, better, smoother beginning. Okay. Um, same as in uh, Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. A little editing in the beginning. Maybe a smoother, yeah. smoother play out. Uh, this one has a really nice, smooth play out. Okay. So I don't really feel like I got lost or jipped by anything, confused sure. by any any aspect of it. Nice. I mean, in terms of, I think it's always good to couch these kind of things. Obviously, you are a big fan, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a, f- a fan of all the films, as we have found. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the biggest fans seemingly hate <laughs> films. But, I mean, maybe just from just from the, the this trilogy, because mm-hmm. this is the, the conclusion of a trilogy of trilogies. So for this trilogy, episode seven, eight, and nine... What did you think of seven? What did you think of eight? In very kind of brief way, just to, to kind of give a, so, a, a barometer of where your opinions are. So how many things out of how many things is what you're asking for like seven and eight? Like well, just, my, just, how many lightsabers I would give seven? How many kyber crystals yeah. I'd give eight? Sorry, man. Okay. Um, so for seven, I would have given seven a five out of five on the lightsaber scale. Okay. I felt like it really brought us back to... Because when we first were going into seven... Mm-hmm. We, we weren't really worried about these characters. We were really hoping that they weren't giving us episode one again. Yes. Right? They didn't. They made it a very mature, still kiddish kind of show. They brought us in. They hooked us. You know, all that. Enjoyable. Um, so that's why I got a five out of five. Out of five. Absolutely. Last Jedi, mm-hmm. I, give it a, uh, I give it a four out sure. of five um, shards of Kylo Ren's helmet. Because it just, there was a lot of things that they could have just done better. Okay. Like, I really like the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, and I like some of the decisions they made with some of the characters. Um, quite a daring film, trying quite, things that you wouldn't necessarily expect. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first time we saw slow motion, the first time we saw yeah. flashbacks, it was mm-hmm. the first time you saw a ship used as hyperspace, like all of these new aspects. Like I was really on board with all that, but for some reason it just, the movie aspect of it, the story aspect of it just didn't, there was no flow. There was no real point to it. Like you didn't need to rush us into this beginning of it. Mm -hmm. We didn't have to open up with what does Luke do with this lightsaber. We could have opened up with, they started training. Like, okay. they're in the midst of training. Like, oh, whatever, right? Yeah. You don't need to, that answer. But apparently, they thought that that was what needed to happen. And okay. so, I felt like it was rushed. Okay. So, that's why I got, like, four out of five. But you didn't, by any means, hate it and think that Ryan Johnson had uh, raped your childhood. And uh, No, I had issues. I had issues. Um, but it didn't ruin the movie for okay. me. Nice. So, who was... Would you say your um, MVP? My spoiler-free MVP would be C-3PO. Wow. I'm going to give it to this man here. To this Anthony is Anthony Daniels. Anthony Daniels, you arrogant, metal, beautiful bastard. You <laughs> deserved it. Thank you, Anthony Daniels, for tearing at my heartstrings and actually <laughs> making me sad that, uh, that you, uh, you had a great hero moment. Thank nice. you. Nice. Spoiler free. Spoiler free. I really hope I made that spoiler free. I might have to cut around some stuff. (laughs) Um, uh, For me, I'm going to go for a a, a more um, 
I don't know, maybe a more obvious, maybe a more serious, maybe a less interesting MVP. Um, but I'm just going to put in J.J. Abrams. Uh, as writer-director, it's you know a bit obvious that he is very responsible for, for the content that this film produced. But it's one of those situations, and, and I'd liken it to earlier this year with Avengers Endgame, where you've got the culmination of something that people are so heavily invested in that they will... Happily <laughs> destroy a young woman's life right. after you know, episode eight or whatever. Like this is something that people are just fervently frothing at the mouth, eager for. I don't understand how you just sit down with a blank piece of paper and say, "Right, what are we going to do with this then? How are we going?" So this is where we are. Probably have some understanding via Lucasfilm of this is where we want to get. How do we like plot this course through? Who's going to be where? What are we going to be doing? It's just such a mammoth, monumental task. And I think he did it really well. I think there's certain choices that the film makes that seem disappointingly influenced by the backlash that episode eight got. Um, it seems like they kind of uh, run back on, on certain things or, or don't really see things through in the way that episode 8 would have had you um, think that they would. There is possibly an element of turnabout's fair play because episode 7 set up loads of things with J.J. Abrams that then Brian Johnson was like, no, actually, I'm going to do completely the opposite. Um, so maybe it's, it's just him going, right, well, Ryan, this is what I wanted to do. Mm. And joke's on you because I'm getting my way in the end. Um, so yeah, there were certain uh, choices that the film made that um, yeah seem a little bit of a shame, maybe. Um, but overall, just hitting that kind of light tone. It's a two and a half hour film that doesn't really that doesn't really feel like a two and a half hour film. I mean, we've watched it twice now in in you know less than twenty four hours, and it didn't like the second time. I was a little bit worried thinking this is going to be five hours of this film mm -hmm. in a short span of time but it was it was kind of a breeze yeah I was really really pleasantly surprised because I think the first time you watch something like this especially after having looked forward to it for two years you get to it and so much of your brain energy is just spent on what are going to be the answers to these questions and how is this story going to resolve and what are the beats of it it's like I don't know when you read a comic book you read it first time pretty quickly because you're just going through oh what's going to happen what's going to happen what's going to happen and then you go back and you read it again you take a time to look at the art and you you know mm -hmm. look at things a bit more and enjoy things a bit more uh, and this yeah ha taking out the just sheer excitement of oh we're finding out what's happening to Ray and we're finding out what's happening to Poe and Finn and looking at it from more of a kind of not analytical but just just from a more measured place I was really pleased that it yeah it you kind of turn around and it's you know the final act and you're like oh we're here already wow that went surprisingly quickly yeah for the second time around it definitely it felt I would say for the eight people who haven't seen it yet <laughs> definitely see it twice and the people who have seen it at least once see it again, see it again because yeah. when you when you aren't going in there going please don't screw this up, please don't screw this yeah. up, or going, how are they going to do it? How are they going to do it? Or like, what What if this, or whatever theory you have, like, the, now that you know what's going to happen, mm -hmm. like, go in again and, like, rewatch it and kind of see, like, little nicks and, and cr nooks and crannies that he says, like, um, 
I got a lot of extra dialogue that really yeah. helped drive another moment a lot harder yeah. uh, and stronger for me. And I was mm. like, okay, I appreciated this more now because I wasn't like, okay, they're just talking about nothing right now. Like I yeah. was focused on what was happening throughout the whole film. Yeah. And it's nice, I think, you know, th- this is, you know, this is a podcast that's very, you know, very high on like, what's your specific particular opinion? Because I think it's difficult to kind of try and second guess yourself and think, well, you know, this is how I feel, but how will most people feel? I think that's difficult. So we just kind of leave that to one side. But a barometer of, of how, the, how other people would feel can be felt in both screenings, a lot of like physical, verbal reaction from, from the audience. There's lots of applause, lots mm-hmm. of cheers. Yeah. And I think that's so great. When the, there's nothing, I got an ew. There's I heard some oohs in there. Oohs, there's no, some no, oh, ew. Come on. ew, like yeah. ew. I was yeah. like, someone did that. I died laughing. Like p- people are really invested in this. Like there's nothing telling them to do that. There's nothing. It's kind of rude in some ways to do that. Cinema is like a thing that you're not. It's not a. a it's a rhetorical art mm-hmm. form. It's just coming at you, and you just absorb it. And so to be in that situation where these people spontaneously feel like they need to cheer. The emotionally them, like yeah. cheer like Carrie Fisher on screen yeah, or, you that's know. That's a great feeling. Yeah. That's a great thing that a film can do. And um, yeah, it feels very, felt very kind of child friend, family friendly and everybody getting involved. So I, yeah, I, I think there have been some um, reviews that have not necessarily treated it particularly well. Um, and I, I honestly I don't, don't know really why. know why they're, yeah, what, what their issue is. At, at this point, I mean, they literally gave us an actual, like, not a to-be-continued story. They, like, yeah. gave us a story with an end. And it was like, you, you did everything we wanted you to do. Yeah. What else can these people be upset about? Like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So That's I, just how, like, it just feels like the internet just tries to be upsetting to, like, draw people's attention yeah yeah. You know, I'll just rag on it because you know oh it's so obvious but yeah. like I'll say it so that way other people can get behind it yeah fewer people are going to click on a link that says yeah I like this film mm. as opposed to oh this is the worst thing ever yeah. why was it so bad oh yeah I, yeah. I hated that part too yeah, yeah this movie sucks yeah um, so I'd say, yeah if you haven't seen it God's sake, go and see it. Go see it. Like, you're listening to this podcast over going to see Star Wars? <laughs> Come on. Go do yourself a favor. Um, so that was the uh, spoiler-free review of uh, episode nine of Rise of Skywalker. Uh, if you are leaving us at this point, thank you very much for listening. Um, and then come back and listen to the rest of it when you have watched it. For the rest of you who are eager to get into that spoiler-filled goodness, you have only a jingle's worth of time uh, to wait. So let's get with that jingle right now. We're just about to spoil this film. So I'm telling you it won't be groovy If you listen any further Without watching the movie It's spoilers! Uh, it's spoilers! <laughs> we are now free from the uh, the forbidden desert of Pasadena or Ugh. whatever it was. Pasana? Pas- Pas- I mean, what was it? Pastrami? Pa- no. Uh, it will probably say... Pasa- Pasandi? Pasana. 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 Okay. So we're out of the desert of Pasana and into the. I mean, there isn't really a swamp. I mean, there's the sinking fields, but they're in Pasana as well. Yeah, God, this what is, swamp? 
just like the kind of the sinking, the, oh, yeah, the sandy, yeah. swampy. Anyway, sinking into. We're getting to uh, we're getting too insular for this already. Um, we're so sinking we're, into that Mercedes looking uh, ship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, of uh, spoiler filled, uh, where we shall be delving into the nitty and indeed the gritty with our patented five point six outcome rating system. So, Aaron Sosa, please. Let's do it. Give me a point. Give, I'll your give point? you a point. Oh, if we're going to just get right into it, how about the point of them just going right into it? Do it. Right at the beginning, Rise of Skywalker, the first line, the dead are talking. Yes. Done. How are they talking? We don't know. <laughs> do we going to get figure that out? No, we're okay with that. Why? Because it's Star Wars science and magic. We don't know this aspect of it. But anyways... Uh, I actually like the fact that they did this kind of aspect where they said, we're going in, um, the dead are talking, Palpatine's alive, Mm -hmm. you got right into it, you followed Kylo Ren to get to Palpatine, Mm -hmm. Um, you saw this giant, like, like it was like a Sith temple, basically, and then, like, he's all wired up, so Mm -hmm. now I'm thinking, yeah, he could still be alive and just be wired, and he had, like, a ghostly eye, kind of, just the whole, yeah. It could be like the kind of the Sith version of like an iron lung or whatever, mm-hmm. or a life support machine. Right, yeah, exactly. He's, be- he's like 2% alive. It's his wheelchair, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's so good to see you. <laughs> um, but, you know. I won't shake your hand. Right. <laughs> Thanks, cheers. Thanks, yeah. I'll just wave, that's fine. Hi, how are you doing? Uh, uh, <laughs> Pleased to meet you. Uh, um, I'm going to buy you some gloves, and they're going to be such elegant, lovely gloves, and then no one has to look at your disgusting half-hands anymore. <laughs> anyway, sorry, yes. So, they're starting off when we see Palpatine. And uh, yeah, so, you know, we, we know that Palpatine's coming back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're all worried, like, how are they going to do this? How are they going to mm-hmm. show us? And they basically said, welcome. We're not even going to, like, yeah. open up with anything else. You're going to go right into it. You're going to see mm-hmm. where what we've been doing with him, yeah. how he's been able to stay alive mechanically, mm-hmm. and we're going to go from there. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. It wasn't too open. It wasn't too gaudy. They didn't. They didn't try too many things. It wasn't like he was wired to so many things. It wasn't like yeah. he was been had been running this whole underground Sith Lord. Yeah. It was like he's just been trying to get his granddaughter. Yeah. And he hired a Jedi hunter to do it. Yeah. Right. That's all he's been doing. Yeah. You know his daughter, his son. Um, she is the son, uh, the daughter of his son. So it's the son. It was the son. Okay. That, and I, that was another point I wanted to make to you as well. Okay. Um, but, you know, they, they tell you, like, oh, raise uh, his granddaughter through the son. Okay. Perfect. You get all your points in, mm-hmm. and you just enjoy the movie at that point. Yeah. So you don't have to sit there and worry about how are they going to, what does this mean, yeah. la, 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 la. They tell you about Snoke real quickly. They said, here, well, I know you're all pissed about Snoke. The Emperor created him. He's, yeah. a, he's a clone. Yeah. Moving on. You like, should have trusted us. Yeah, could you guys just like Better stop everybody? Yeah. Instead of like the 50,000 text messages yeah. you wasted your entire year on. Yeah. Have faith. Just wait. Yeah. Have a little faith. Yeah. A little faith. Yeah. So, solve that issue. Nice. And I, I and like I said, it just transitioned well, so it made me enjoy yeah. at ease more this movie. That's why another reason why I want to, you know, your MVP is pretty solid because... He helped you get into that, ease into this a lot quicker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a very, very strong opening. Um, starting off with Kylo killing all those 
random people in that random forest, but it looks cool. It's slow mm-hmm. motion. He does the thing where he lifts him up and smashes him down on the floor. And he looks real chivalrous doing it, like an yeah. old school, like noble knight, like in yeah. his like regular like training padding, whatever, just going yeah. through town. Yeah. Um, and you see the thing, and you don't really understand what that is, but you kind of say, oh, right, so it's probably a map or something, and it goes to the thing, blah, blah, blah. Um, although, when it says in the crawl that the, the galaxy has received some kind of transmission, that's never really explained. Is no, it? no Beca- it's not. Because it's like, it's, it's like rumoured. There's like rumours that Palpatine... Yeah, there's rumours that basically... Like, oh, that's yeah, right. Somehow he's come back. Yeah, I guess that's the word yeah. is that there's rumors of it, and then yeah. the spy tells yeah. homeboy, "Hey, Palpatine is back. Ray's, yeah. uh, Ren's found him." Okay, nice. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a really strong um, opening, wordless, mm-hmm. like which I always think is nice. Very kind of spare and and um, efficient storytelling. And uh, it set the final scene for you too. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that whole. Texaco or whatever it's called, Exagon. Exagon. Yeah. Welcome to Exagon. Yeah. Can you make me an omelette? Yeah. I can't. Why not? The Exagon. Why the eggs are gone. Um, That's, I'm out. But that, the design of that place, brilliant. Like yeah. the lightning coming all over the place is really interesting. And just how big it was. It would be ridiculous if it wasn't the last in a trilogy of Star Wars films right. or big science fiction fancy films. The fucking throne with the massive things. The this horns, huge arena the, oh, of yeah. like, faceless people. Like shady ghosts yeah. that are all just black and you can't even see anything and they're like... Terrifying. Terrifying. So such a cool design for that place. Um, and kind of coming through and busting out and whatever. And then it, it seemed a little cheap that he was like, I'm going to kill you. And then he's like, oh, no, I'm going to convince you to go off. And, but then later on you find out he has no intention of... He's not under his thrall. Yeah. He's just using him for... Whatever knowledge yeah. or power. Like, he, he told him who Ray was right after yeah. that. Like, I'll tell you who Ray is. Like, yeah. solid. Yeah. Like, yeah. right off the bat, we're getting into it. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was a very strong opening. Yeah. And it does make you ask the question, and we were talking about this before... At what point did they know that Palpatine was going to be behind the right. whole thing in this, this trilogy? Was it, was it right from the start? We're going to do this thing, blah, blah, blah. And then we're probably going to reveal in the third film that it's Palpatine behind everything. Palpatine behind all them. For my first thing, I am going to go uh, with the point that it was it felt very um, tactile. And that's, two, that's a kind of a twofold point, I suppose. One... It helps, and it was the same with uh, The Force Awakens, and again, it was a huge reaction to um, the prequel trilogy, that it's all real sets. It all feels, it's, it's real stuff, and yeah. you can see that it's real stuff, and it just has such a different feel to mm-hmm. it when you're watching somebody interact with a wall or a creature or a you know a thing that's actually there as opposed to this sheeny kind of green screen, green screen. they're just walking they have no like because I, d- I didn't feel like I s- I noticed any sections I mean obviously it's ILM so they're really they're the best at what they do but in, even in a lot of films like that you notice like maybe one shot or a couple of shots or this one particular scene where it looked a little bit fake and like well that was on a green screen I, I mean, I assume that there were certain bits that were on a green screen because there's no way they would build a set that big. But 
I didn't notice, well, that's clearly a green screen. In the movie. Yeah, in the movie, yeah, which no. I think is an incredible achievement. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of it must have been. And I think the clever thing is when there's green screen bits in a practical set as well. That's where it gets really clever. Yeah. Where it's like, up until this point, it's real. And then after, further back from that, right. nothing's nothing. real. So oh, they, that's clever. they can now do where they put items three items all in the screen yeah in respect to all the objects on screen and the people on screen nice so when they walk and stuff yeah the objects respect the shadows and stuff like that like you'll never like would never even guess it it's very very clever so Mm -hmm. I think yeah I think the, the 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 sets all felt very real and again like certain kind of puppets and uh you know masks and whatnot all the creature effects little Babu Frick, mm-hmm. just amazing, super cute, really like real looking. He's working on his head. How is that? How is that happening? And it's simple. It's Very not. It, he's not a big old machine doing no. like a thousand. It's just I'm kind of wire this thing mm. and I'm up and down. I gotta yeah. wire this thing and I'm up and down like yeah. puppetry. It's real. It it's has real a, simple. A, a charm to it. I think mm-hmm. that a CG wouldn't have. Um, tangible sense of realism which helps because a lot of it's obviously very silly there's lots of talk of silly things oh we need to go to blah, 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 blah. and when it's all real stuff it feels a bit easier to go get on board with that with right. this ridiculous flights of fancy that they go on so I think that that helps uh, but also uh, it, it works in terms of the, the design of and this is for me I would say the biggest strength of Star Wars period slash full stop is that all of the worlds that they go to and all of the locations that they go to feel real in terms of... They feel like actual places. Mm-hmm. There's little details, little little nods, little kind of bits of action, people doing certain things a certain way that you think, well, there's probably a story there. There's probably a story why they're doing it. And they go to the, the, the sand planet, Pasadena, or whatever the fuck, and there's the little kids, the little old man kids watching the puppet show. There's no need for that, but no. it's really, it adds this... What's the puppet show? What are they telling yeah. Is it a great kid story that they want to know? Yeah. Why is he throwing the little ball into the little pot? Like, yeah. does he save the day? Is he ring of fire? Like, It's great. They get to... This whole celebration thing of like, oh, the, of the elders mm-hmm. or the, the deceased or whatever it might be. Oh, yeah, the, thing, the ceremony that takes every 42, 42 years. years. Uh-oh. Um, it just, yeah, it makes you think, well, this is a tradition that this planet has and I don't know just all of those little details I think really add a lot mm-hmm. in that and, and uh, you were saying when we were talking before about you know you see little creatures in certain places that serve no purpose other than built and then this there were those couple of little like fox things with the massive ears yeah that were in front sun. of this camera yeah. while C-3PO and R2 were walking like. it's just a little something and the, the cool um, oh, those fucking horses that were great the big like oh, yak yeah, yeah, yeah. horses the, uh, whatever they were riding on the yeah. Starship Cruiser oh, it's so good <clears throat> so good and just it's kind of real but it's kind of not but you see that it's not real it's just very, you can very extend your imagination for like Absolutely. five seconds you're like yeah. I know that's a horse but look at how cool yeah. this yak thing is in yeah. front of me like so all of that stuff I think really works uh, very very well yeah it just it just bringing a sense of realism to something that would otherwise be obviously literally very unrealistic mm-hmm. um, that's good no I like that so that is point number one I like I like the point where I do like it when JJ had an actual puppet 
mm. in episode seven, and he was showing you like, oh, I'm going back to puppet. Like yeah. you're not doing green screen. Yeah. What's your uh, second point? Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, speaking of full adventures and going uh-huh. to all these different planets. I'm gonna say <clears throat> I really liked how they took people. Like, they took him on. We, t- we went to an adventure mm-hmm. basically to grow uh, this dynamic, and it's like this was the first time we really had to like go get an item mm-hmm. in a Star Wars universe in order to find the clue in order to get to Palpatine. Yeah. Right. And I I enjoyed that aspect because I wanted I we I feel like we got cheated in this in seven or in eight because we didn't see the group connect. Yeah. And this doing an adventure like this gives them objects in in an, a a path to like connect on it. Cause you yeah. They sent him to three different, um, they all went on three different errands on yeah. their own and you, the stakes weren't so high because they didn't grow, we didn't grow with them as characters. We had okay. no idea who Finn really was, we had no idea who Poe really was, we didn't know how they interacted with Rey, like, did they really all, like, how three of the, the three of them really interacted to help us out. Mm. And so when this movie started, I was worried that they were going to shove this down our throat. We weren't going to see the relationship very well. And we we're going to lose a lot of the, um, a lot of the, the, whatever character setup that they were ready to reveal to us okay. between them. Nice. Um, but they went on an adventure and that like right off the bat, it's Finn and Poe and they're having their good time, buddy, buddy time. You're like, okay, cool. These guys have been flying around the buddy, buddy now. Like, yeah. What what's going on with Ray? And then they all three they all went on an adventure together. Yeah, and they all became like they were all showing their buddy buddy. But like when they when Poe and Finn landed mm-hmm. after the first thing, Ray's already bickering like a sister. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Why why is the what do you mean the Falcons on fire? He's like, yeah, it's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's like older brother's like, yeah, shit happens. Where yeah. were you? Why weren't you there helping us? Yeah. Shit happens. We need you here with it. Like, yeah. she's on fire for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought that was a really nice thing to, to kind of establish because I, I think it did a very good job of of, of creating a, a, a sense of time past between mm-hmm. eight and nine. Like they leveled up. We needed it. Yeah, we Finn was it. a lot cooler. Poe was a lot more in control. Finn was a lot cooler. Finn had that fucking smirk on his face. He's exactly. like, "Oh, I can gunner. I'm a he gunner again." He's, he's like, "Put his he put a th- his." Thing on, he's like, oh, I've got this beat. Yeah. I'm like, God, son. Yeah. And so it does it, that that little interaction of them, uh, wherever it was, the grassy, like woody planet, right. of them bickering with each other, just establishes this is who this is who they all are now mm-hmm. in relation to each other. Mm-hmm. So then we can go off and we can have our adventures. But yeah. this is where they are now. Exactly. And we Friends. didn't get that in eight. No. We didn't get anything with them all together in eight. No. Um, and that's what I think was so upsetting too that people wanted because we didn't still feel comfortable with these characters. Sure. Um, and then you wanted to throw some love triangle at us that nobody really yeah. was digging. Um, but with their with the dynamic as well, going off, you got to rise the stake, raise the stakes higher. So like when they all landed on the cruiser mm-hmm. and Ray goes off on yeah. her own. Stakes are higher now. Yeah. You know, these guys got to get chewy. She's got to go do her one thing. What are we doing? Like, and then now with, when they separate and they go their own different ways. 
feels more momentous. It feels more momentous. And especially when they save her from all the stormtroopers by using the Falcon yeah. as like a uh, push everybody back. Yeah. And she gets on. Now you're feeling great. Now you really want the heroes to work. Because yeah. that's the teamwork. They've successfully gone through a mission. Mm-hmm. It all worked out. Yeah. In 8, you didn't have us go through a successful mission together. You gave us a failed mission, Mm -hmm. and it really upset us. Because right now, we're in a dark time. Mm -hmm. But in... And I think what happened in... And what the difference is, is in episode 4. Okay. Because, you know, each Star Wars movie has... You know, 4, 1, and 7 are basically the same story. You all get together, you all blow up a a big, giant, spherical ball. Yeah. We celebrate. Right. Um... In episode four, you had the moment of them bickering in the Death Star. Yeah. Right? When they get in Leia to escape. Yeah. Then they're on the base station together for a little bit. Yeah, maybe Han and Leia aren't there, but they're in the same location together, yeah. right? We we have that sense. We never got that sense in seven because Ray by the time Ray and Finn actually joined Poe, mm. Finn's in a in a tube. Mm. So we can't have real connection. Ray and Poe don't know each other because there's no Finn to connect them. Yeah. And so we're, we don't really know how they all interact with each other. Yeah. And so that got really off on a, on a tangent there. <laughs> um, but to say, nonetheless, like, to give us that, and it actually was great. I mean, yeah. kudos to all three of those. They showed us what their, you know, their friendship was on set. Yeah. Now we got to see it on screen. Yeah. And it really worked out and it really yeah. played out. Yeah. And I, I love like the adventure that they had to give us. Yeah. Is what set it up. And that that in of itself was another reason why this movie was more superior than the other two. Nice. Yeah, I think it was um yeah, it's lovely seeing like this is our trio now. This is, you know, the the first one had the the kind of Anakin and Obi-Wan and Padme potentially the middle one obviously has Leia and Han and Luke. Yeah. And these are our three guys. And this is finally all of them together having to achieve a goal and then coming into difficulties and having each other out and stuff. It's, um, yeah, it's lovely to see. And we haven't even had it yet. Yeah. We haven't even had the trilogy yet. Even in four, mm. they're all walking down the, the Great Hall together, like crowding. We yeah. don't even get that in seven. Yeah, yeah. Like they really, they really did us dirty in seven to have like Finn injured. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was my point. I think that's a very good point. I think it's a lovely point. I actually combined two points, so I'll figure out another Uh-oh. point as well because the great group dynamic as well. Like, it's just such a. It made me want to see their adventure more. Yeah. It made me want them to succeed more now. Yeah. And then you're throwing in C3PO and R2D2, but you throw 3PO, which is old school robot. Yeah. Uh, Chewie, old school robot or old school uh, partner. Yeah. And BB8. And now you have the mixture of the veterans with the rookies, yeah. right? The side characters with the rookies mm. that could carry the whole di- Like the, This is the Star Wars that we wanted yeah. since you guys told us you were doing it, basically. like We wanted yeah. to see like this group all together. all together and do more together, right? Because I loved the dynamic of like, why are we... Ray's not... Uh, it, without Ray in the first scene, like with Chewie... And Finn and yeah. Poe, and they're like, 
He's lightning, light speed uh, skipping. Yeah. And he's, they're like, Ray's not going to like this. Like, Ray's not here, is she? Yeah. Like, it's like brother, sister bickering. Yeah. Like, it's like a good dynamic. And it's Chewy chipping in as well. He yeah. Goes, well, then you can tell her when we get back. Yeah. And I was like, yes. And he, like, turns the corner and smashes into the side. He's like, Chewie's I'm so like, sorry. Could I'm you please <laughs> yeah. not scratch? Like, I'm so sorry, Chewy. I'm so sorry. Like, try real hard. This man. has been my ride <laughs> for, like, years dude for a real <laughs> long time and I do not appreciate you scuffing up my rims like seriously we just got it back from Jakku like yeah. six years ago yeah. like four years ago I yeah. can't lose this again <laughs> it's my only thing of Han yeah. like come yeah. on bro bro please um, so yeah. that was my point nice um, so there was uh, there was talk of um, the adventureness of it mm. uh, which is going to lead quite nicely into a um uh, a point of mine. Excellent. Which is a negative. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Here we are. Uh, and it's the wonder of flicks because it's the wonder of opinion because yeah. you really liked the adventureness of going here to do the here to do here and I did not. Yeah. I thought it was a little too... It's just a bit too much. They, I think they just went too many places because it's one of the, the big issues that I have with something like and I was telling you about this before, uh, watching Transformers 2. And that is, considering it's a film about giant robots punching <laughs> each other in the face, is so complicated. <laughs> what are we doing here? Like, we need to go to a place <coughs> to find out where the key is, so they need to go to the place with the key. So they, go to, so they go to one place to find out where the key is, and then they have to go to another place to pick up the key. So they have to go to another place to find out where the door is, so they have to go to another place to actually find the door. So then they need to combine the door. And I'm like, this is about robots, man. And it felt like that with this a little bit at the beginning. I appreciate... Um, and J.J. Abrams is very, very good at doing action kind of on the go and giving you bits and pieces of, of, of character on the go and keeping things moving. Uh, and the beginning part of this is really hammering along. They, they don't give you much time to, to kind of catch your breath, uh, which is good in some respects, but it, I, I felt it was just a little bit too... They need to go to the thing to find... And it, I don't want to be in a position where I'm having to ask myself, what, what are they doing here again? They, what is this? Uh, to, to find the thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, so they're going yeah, to find yeah. the thing. I, yeah, so if even if they'd taken out one of them, maybe. If they hadn't gone to to the desert planet and instead the smuggler guy was on um, the Kimiji or whatever place. Yeah, and then Kajimi. Kajimi or whatever. And Poe, and they're like, oh, we need someone to fix this. And then Poe's like, oh, there's this guy who lives here who blah, blah, blah. Just to, to kind of stay in one place a little bit longer. Uh, I think it, mm -hmm. it felt a little bit kind of hyperactive to me, and a little, you know, like like you're trying to please a bunch of cultures on maybe a little throwing bit. in like here this aspect here and this aspect well, they're just here. Just worried that people won't <coughs> people get bored. Maybe if people yeah. get bored if they if if we're in the same place for too long. I don't know what it was, and it, and it's and it's not a big thing. It's not a huge thing because as I say, it was still you know it didn't feel super duper long in the way that some two and a half hour films can but it just I think it could have felt even shorter even swifter mm. had they just streamlined the kind of the mechanics of getting to because ultimately it's one of those ones that you shouldn't necessarily apply to well you know keeping 
it's all going to make sense because really all of their going to oh we've got to find this to find this to find the wayfarer to find the GPS thing whatever is all moot because it's only because it's just Kylo it's finding Kylo Ren's one that gets them to to Texaco (laughs) so like all of the stuff of wiping 3PO's memory and blah 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 blah, ultimately is rendered entirely moot because that one that one that they actually find in the end Kylo Ren smashes it in his hand deal with that Um, and again that doesn't mean that it's because that was a big criticism that I think a lot of people had about the, the casino bit on oh it didn't really matter in the end it's like but it's still you need to kind of go on that to show them trying to find these different things and, not, and the fact that they're not all going to work makes them but I, yeah it, it, for me it was just a little bit too plotted yeah. and streamlining it a little bit in the way that the old films were like we were saying with Empire it's Hoth it's uh, uh, Dagobah Dagobah oh no sorry it's Hoth it's ma- Asteroid Field you're talking about yeah, the, where Hoth is it's Hoth it's Asteroid Field it's Besman yeah and then and Luke's in Dagobah yeah. and that's, that's it that's four locations Luke's at Dagobah and then Luke's on Luke's on Besman four Absolutely. locations yeah and it's uh, and if that had, this one had kind of I think because people want level. more of this universe more and more of it like yeah. they're like yeah we'll do it yeah we'll do it and like they shouldn't now because yeah. they know they're making anything and they can do yeah. shows like Mandalorian where they can just yeah. jump on whatever fucking planet they want right yeah. You can do whatever culture you want. Like, we don't need to... The movies don't need to be going to all these planets anymore. You can start grounding them a little more now. Everything should just be in service of the story. And if if there is extra little bits, they can just put in a little thing that pops up in the corner. Make a little short meme. Hey, um, if you're interested in this planet and you're looking for a bit more action here, uh, tune into Disney Plus next fall where our new show... Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's like... The planning of this festival and them learning all the dance views and stuff. Fine, okay, people will watch it. It's Star Wars. <laughs> you know they will. Yeah. You know they've got it down. You know they're gonna do it. Everyone's got a cosplayers are gonna do a, yeah. a improv dance on yeah. it. You know. Um, yeah. So it's 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 not the the biggest um, negative in the world, but it, yeah, it, not. it is a negative thing. Too much too much MacGuffin. Yeah, absolutely. Rap. I agree with you on that. I can agree with you on that. Like I like like I said, I like it because it gives you the build of the character of yes. the group growth but at the same time you're right like could have we could have set out in fewer yeah, locations. locations yeah absolutely. hey we found this dagger on this same planet that this robot guy that I know or uh, Bobo, Bobo what's his name is like oh I, I can't go there I can't, Babu Frick I can't be can't be hanging out with Babu Frick right now I've got a bad <laughs> rep with him who wouldn't want to hang out with Babu Frick I want to hang out with Babu Frick uh, he's the best that guy just chills in like X-Wings when people are in a giant fight <laughs> Yeah, party. <laughs> He's just there for a good time. That's oh fun. my god, it's him and Baby Yoda. They're gonna steal Star yeah. Wars away. It's, that's gonna be a big debate. Oh I think coming. They're gonna up. make a TV show about Baba Frick and Baba Baby Frick Yoda. Versus Baby Yoda. Who's the cutest? <laughs> Who's got the biggest cutest eyes? F that. They make it like an like an R rated like Baby Yoda is just like part of the Empire going on a terror <laughs> rampage, right? He like, oh, he doesn't need any mechanics, but Babu Frick is yeah. like making him all these like cool mechanics, and they just drive around in this jeep or whatever that <laughs> this he's got. Tiny jeep. It's like the smallest starfighter you've ever seen in your life. It's like the size of a coffee it's table. So small. 
<laughs> and then just wasted everybody. Yeah. And everyone's like, why aren't we picking the ship up on the radar? I'm like, because it's like four feet long. It's <laughs> so cute, yeah. too. They just like stop and they stare. It's Futurama oh. with, the, with Nibbler and all his, the Nibblonians. And everyone, everyone's getting blown up by them, but they're like, oh, look at them trying. Look at them with their little guns. <laughs> Dead. Exactly. Um, oh, man. Uh, so it's my point. What is your, yeah, what's your next point? My next point. We're going to go with point three. And that is kind of like a negative. Ooh. Um, Copycat, but sure. Fine. I'll go. Yeah, no, 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 I'm going with negative. I'm going with negative. Um, it's on the Luke Redemption monologue. Luke And I call Redemption it the Luke Redemption monologue or scene or mm-hmm. whatever where we all, I mean, this is spoiler time. Luke comes back, right? Yeah. What's the thing? How do they bring him back? Out of the fires of the TIE Fighter Interceptor that yeah. was created by Ryan Johnson, <laughs> grabbing a lightsaber, stopping it before Ray throws it into the fire yeah. and says, that's not how you treat a lightsaber. Yeah. At that moment, it was like, all right, so Disney basically said, everybody who's really mad at it, we're so sorry, yeah. we'll, we'll cower to whatever process we have. Yeah. Like, we can't really back ourselves. Like, like I said earlier, the Luke uh, arc mm-hmm. was really interesting. And yes, he sees the error of his ways. Like, yes, when he says, like, oh, I was driven by fear. It's like, yeah, we, we know you were driven by fear, bro. Yeah. You yeah. were afraid. You've been afraid this whole time. Since yeah. you became a Jedi, you've been afraid, right? Yeah. But like to like for Disney to kind of come out and swing in like that, yeah, like it's kind of like a subliminal f you, yeah. And I'm sorry, like a lot of us who did like Last Jedi and like yeah. did was okay with Luke being like, hey, I'm crazy and I'm not gonna do this. You know, yeah. this isn't what I wanted to do. Like, wh- what about us who were silent, who appreciated it? Like, we get the fuck you now because. Yeah. These guys just bitched for what, however long. Yeah. You're still making $2.5 <laughs> billion dollars on this movie. Yeah. Right? Like, what What was so... What did you need to do so bad that you, this was how you were supposed to... How you're bringing Luke back to us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It kind of upset me there. Yeah. I'd agree with that. And then, of course, another thing that came to me while watching it a second time, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody had an issue with Yoda, like, using Force Lightning yeah. on this fucking island, right? Ghost Luke lifts a fucking X-Wing. Yeah. He levitates and uh, couldn't do it in training with Yoda. Yeah. But Ghost Luke now, and everybody's going to be okay with it, right? No yeah. one's going to be upset yeah. that Ghost Luke is used, like, manipulating... The world that's living. Yeah. What? From the other side. From the other side, right? That's no one. No one's gonna get upset about. Like, come on. Like everybody, pick your battles, people. Like, what are you really upset about? Like, why were you guys really upset about Last Jedi? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah I I agree with that. I'm glad you picked that because that was the other option that I was thinking of for my negative. So I'm glad you brought it up so I can I can cool. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's a little bit of a shame that. And it's, you know, I tr- you try and just judge a film on the merits of, of what you're seeing. And I do think a lot of the reviews that, that I've read that haven't been particularly um, kind to the film have been couching their opinion or having their opinion very much influenced by episode eight mm-hmm. and saying, oh, but it's because the critics loved episode eight. 
because it's different and it's daring and it's you know trying yeah. things that you haven't seen in Star Wars before and then this kind of goes back on a lot of them and so I think a lot a lot of the kind of reviewers are more just kind of disappointed with, with what happened in the film as opposed to judging the film on its merits that being said um, I'm about to do the exact same thing no, I, um, I, yeah I think that the, the Luke thing could have been handled a little bit better because I as we say people change their mind people you know and, and part of the, the interesting thing about Luke in episode 8 is that he is still learning as kind of Yoda tells him as much when he shows up it's like you know you're never you're done never learning. done yeah, yeah. Um, you're never at the point where you're perfect and so here for him to have continued his learning I think is is very interesting but it just felt very blunt mm-hmm. of her like oh but what, what about this and he's like I was wrong he might as well have said it to the audience yeah <laughs> Hey Twitter, I was wrong. Right, no, but he did. He basically yeah. was like, "Don't mind that guy. That one yeah. you just saw was completely wrong. Like, ignore that Luke. Yeah, that's not the real Luke. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. Like, it's ugh. a shame to, and it's yeah, it's a, it's just a shame to to give those whiners, if I can use such a word, um, the more credit. Justice, yeah, say okay, yeah, no, you win, and it felt like they won, and it's and like. And again, and I was saying this before, I don't necessarily know what role she could have done that was larger than the role that she had. But the fact that Rose was definitely set up as a kind of a, a secondary character. Mm-hmm. But in this film, she's like, she's on the no, level with like Billy Lord or whatever. She's not yeah. doing anything. She's got like two lines. She makes yeah. a joke and like she's off, yeah. off to the races somewhere else. And at one point, Finn, right at the end, when she's like, Finn, are you getting on the, the transport? And he's like, yeah. Rose, leave. Yeah, like <laughs> just get out of here, Rose. Yeah. Like everybody Nobody wants you to wants leave. You here, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. Get out of here. I got this other girl with me, girl. Like, back off. I yeah. know you want my dick, and I've been teasing you for the last like two years or whatever, however long this transition was, but shit. Me and this girl are gonna talk about stormtrooper stuff. You <sighs> wouldn't understand. You wouldn't understand. I gotta go blow up that command center now with this hot chick I just met like five minutes ago who like they made literally like me. Yeah. Um yeah, so I I I I yeah, I do think it's a shame that they seemingly... And I don't know whether they necessarily did. And they won't, of course, admit that they did at all. But um, put so much stock in what other, what other people thought. What yeah. Other, the, like you say, the very vocal minority right. thought. Um, yeah, so I thought that was a shame. So I think that's a good point. I do want to say one note on that. Go Redemption, though. I think, and I pointed it out to you, I was like, this is the... When he lifts the... Like you know, X Wing, mm-hmm. and it lands, and everybody's so happy, right? The yeah. music's playing in the background. That music is the same music that Yoda had yeah. when he was like, "That is why you fail," and all that yeah. stuff, like a complete circle. So either it was like a nod to like, "Yeah, Yoda," yeah. but to me that was like a, "Oh, congratulations! You finally learned how to lift an X Wing." Yeah. Right, but you're dead, <laughs> bro. <laughs> you waited your whole life. <laughs> You tried to build a Jedi Council, but you still couldn't lift an X-Wing. Wow. Like, that's what, you know, because if that you're going to give a nod like that, yeah. that moment there was not a Luke needs to succeed moment. That was a Luke needs to learn not to fail moment. Was it a Luke has now officially completed all aspects of his Jedi training? Yeah, that could very well yeah. be. Because right after that, he says, because Luke's like, oh, I don't get it. And Luke, Yoda goes, that is why you fail. Yeah. So at that moment, so seven or eight yeah. could still be a very well relevant Luke with yeah. this stupid shitty Luke 
like situation that you got going on. <laughs> but I mean, anyways, um, I just want to say it's a that lovely musical. it's a lovely musical nod. Yeah. You know, it's a great moment to like, you know, hey, Luke did it, yeah, yeah. like yay. Yeah, you couldn't do it before, and now I can right. Yeah. And then they called, and then I'm going way off topic now. Then they called the X Wing Red Five. They're like, yeah. yeah, it's Red Five. Oh, I see Red Five. It's out there. And you're like. They're calling it by the... They're giving a nod to the X-Wing call. Yeah. That's how, into, how amazing it is. Yeah. Like, ugh. And the, they, they still haven't, in the however many years since, given another ship that same yeah. call sign. Red 5 is solely for Luke. There's no other Rogue is, One. Is that the Star Wars equivalent of, like, retiring someone's number? <laughs> like... In, at the rebel base, like Red Five is hung from the rafters. It is Red Five, and everybody that knows that's Captain Luke Skywalker. Yeah. yeah, and some new guy comes in, and they're like, "So, what do you want your call sign to be?" It's like uh, Red Five. Like, no, <laughs> that look at that up in the rafters, <laughs> right? You think you get that? Look at his orange jumpsuit <laughs> up there. You didn't, you earn that. Red mm-hmm. six, red six is open. Yes, That's fine. Right. See, but that's so difficult. Um, red twenty eight's good too. Red twenty eight, all good, all good. Although we don't really do them above five. It's like twenty to twenty five, then thirty to thirty five. It's all work out. Well, um, so you mentioned music, which leads me very nicely onto an obvious point. I think a very obvious point, but uh, a point that I think it's difficult to not make about a Star Wars film. And that is simply the fine, fine work of uh, young John Williams, uh, the composer um, of the Star Wars music. It's, like I say, it's, it's like watching a Meryl Streep film and one of your points is, oh, Meryl Streep was good in this. It's like, well, of course she was. But you can't not say it because it's so good. Right, and that it kind of like, it really upsets and depreciates some of the value of this uh, artist, right? Okay. Because if he's always spitting out good, yeah. right, you're always expecting good. And, yeah. you know, even if it's just below par, like yeah. subpar. So, like, saying something like, oh, well, they were good, you're, like, depreciating the actual great value yeah. of Absolutely. this artist. So we need, to, we need to stand up and say the music in this was added so much to so many of the scenes. Um, I love the Ray theme. I love it to pieces, and I feel like it was used in so many different contexts, or little kind of nods to it, or little little bits and pieces that I, yeah, I just think so many of the scenes, if you, I imagine if you watch them without music, they're just nothing. It's it, in the same way that um, you hear the Russo brothers talking about Avengers Endgame, and, you know, the big portal section at the end, um, when they say, you know, when we were editing that, it just wasn't really working until we put Alan Silvestri's music in. And then we're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, no, this does actually work uh, really well. Um, and so, I th- yeah, I just think John Williams' music in this is, is incredible. All the different permutations and ways. And it's so grand. It's music that, you, that most films, I feel like, don't feel like they've earned the right to use because it's too big. Mm-hmm. It's too... Uh, grandiose um, but Star Wars films it, it, it works so well um, and all the different yeah all the different Ray kind of motifs throughout they stitch them in really nicely because you so know you hear the Imperial March yeah floating in different through ways. when the um, the ships were all coming up but it was playing in a really mm-hmm. like really high oh, Imperial high March yeah. 
which I thought was really scary and cool and um, yeah so it's it's not I don't know enough about music to really analyse it that much but I just know that it's it's always joyous um, to be able to, to get John the Williams emotion music. yeah the, to be able to get the emotion that John Williams is able to get out of you yeah through while watching this movie where people are you know actors mm. are pretending to hit each other with light sticks they're hitting <laughs> yeah. with each other with a stick right yeah. but they're supposed to imagine that it's supposed to light up and make this sound yeah. and you're supposed to like get involved in this story as they try to find the emperor of all darkness yeah. to kill him to find a little uh, to pyramid find a, yeah, a GPS pyra- yeah, at some point you're like how are you trying like how are you really making this yeah. like why am I in tears right now? Yeah, why, What's going why are you drawing me to this? And music is such a human element that it really humanizes those kind of movies yeah. to where we can connect with it. And yeah. I think they do a really good job of making <laughs> sure we our emotions are really enact with yeah. um, with what they want us to feel with yeah. what with jo- what John wants us to feel. Yeah, and it's a it's a great. Um, I mean, obviously, a, a lot of the film is kind of fan servicey, and it's built on, like we say, forty-two years of filmmaking. And music's a, a really nice way of doing that. Obviously, the epilogue is at you know Luke's the the you know um, Lars and Baru's homestead, but just getting that the twin sons' music in mm-hmm. there as she's looking out is just just brings it all back, and it says, hey. Remember when you watched this first film? This is still going. This is the, the culmination of all of that. It's just yeah. I, I, I the, yeah. The music was really good and lovely to see him in the film as well. Yeah, as the the bartender. Yeah, you pointed that in, out in the very second time around. It's an incredibly pointless bar scene for the amount of money that it. Must right, have cost. they had to walk them through a nose for nothing. Incredible costumes, incredible things. Like, Babu Frick could have been anywhere. <laughs> it could have been like a little warehouse somewhere. We could have cared less. Yeah. Like, you didn't and need to walk us through the bar so scene. So many costumes that would have cost so much money and so many people would have spent so long making. Mm. And it's literally just to walk through. Nobody even said, C-3PO says something. Like, I don't even remember what it is. And then they're done. It's something about trust. It's like another, like, do we trust where we're going? Yeah. Like, oh, in a shady, pu- like, club? No, we'll Come never, tr- like, it's no point to it. Yeah. yeah, but, I mean, it's great, again, to go back to the tactile thing. It makes it feel like it's a real a real place. Um, but, yeah. The, it's like the Ace Ventura. You ever see Ace Ventura Hackers? No. Uh, so in Hackers, yeah. um, they're like, oh, where are these two, like, hacker guys? They're like, oh, we gotta go through this club moment. And, like, they have to go through, like, a fucking rave and, like, he crowd surfs. Like, oh, okay. like, oh, and then they're in the back of some warehouse, right? And, right, like, okay. Could have been anywhere. Yeah. Like, we didn't have to go through this, right? Yeah, yeah. And then Asian Tour, the same thing. Like, he's in a heavy metal rock concert. Oh, yeah. To go talk to his buddy who's in, like, some secret, like... Yeah. It's like, we could have been in a storage unit. Like, yeah. I didn't need to see a... a, a yeah. We didn't need an entire rock concert. You yeah. didn't need to pay for all this. You could have giant... saved a lot of money. Yeah. But um, yeah, so the, the music, um, top notch, top yeah. notch. Really? Um, fourth, the third point, fourth point, fourth, fourth point. point, fourth point. My fourth point is the Ray and Kylo relationship. Ray and Kylo. I thought Raylo. The Raylo. So, um, I thought they did a absolute wonderful job. Okay. At continuing this. Um this connection we have between two Jedis mm-hmm. who are both struggling 
for power on the opposite side. Yeah. She's struggling to be a Jedi to mm-hmm. get him to come back to the Jedi. He's mm-hmm. struggling in the Sith world to get her to be a Sith. Yeah. Right? But now they, because of Snoke, they were connected. Yeah. And they kept that connection. Granted, it's still, you know, we hate each other, like, yeah. smashing and, and fighting. But they're talking. They're working each other out. They're trying to get the feel, like, mm-hmm. using the the way they did the walk around spin like a Tarantino movie Mm -hmm. and then placing pieces of her set onto his set or his set onto her set while they walked around was a great way to show us like they really don't know where any nobody really knows where anybody is Mm -hmm. we're just in their mind it was like kind of when we first watched them in 8 and we're like what is this and like they kind of like Filtered everything, yeah. like, like um, unfocused everything until you could, like, focus solely onto them, like, and they made it really intense yeah. with the first head movement. Like, this was another way of seeing what they see. Mm. And then you brought in the aspect of they can start touching things because mm. of the water from eight, like, you yeah. already knew they can touch things. And then, of course, because they have that connection, he's able to get the lightsaber, you know, the whole lightsaber ordeal. Um, so I really liked the way they continued it mm. and built it and then utilized it yeah. so that we can go along with them on this journey of who they are as people and Jedi. Yeah. And once the decision was made of where they went, where they both landed, mm. we were okay with, yeah. right? Because at this point, we're now in Kylo Ren's head. Mm. It's not all that bad, you know? Mm. He's starting to like be like, oh, help me. Like, I'm trying to fight, like, Ray's calling him out on stuff. He's not ruling through fear like he was in seven, Mm. right? And then eight, he shook him like a kid because he just killed his dad. And then nine, he really isn't bad. Mm. He was just trying to, like she said, be as strong as Darth Vader was. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's it was a it's a very interesting relationship, and especially you know ending up with a with a a kiss says that you know it's it's some kind of a, a. you know, romantic or, or love-based relationship when they're clearly antagonists and you kind of start thinking over some of the things that they were saying to each other. And, you know, Kylo is a killer at the mm-hmm. beginning of this film. He tells her he's he a monster, yeah. And he's like, destroy any planets that stand in our way. We're going to, you know, start cracking some skulls here. But with her, he only ever threatens to hurt. He, he's always saying, I don't want to have to kill you. Yeah. I don't want to have to... And you think, well, this doesn't really jive with you just blowing planets up, blowing up the whole, you know, five planets or whatever. So but it, yeah, but you start thinking about it, like, oh, yeah, so I guess they did... It was Snoku... Struggling sh- with feelings. Yeah. Such strong feelings. And like we said in the beginning of this, when we started five years ago, this mm-hmm. tradition of podcastery. Yes. Um, you know, I wanted to see his arc, mm-hmm. where they would go with it. Yeah. Um, when he went full evil, like... In eight, at the end of eight, and he was like, "I'm, I'm supremer yeah. now." I was really hoping for just him being the big baddie. Yeah. And then they, when they introduced Paul Bettine, I was like, "You can, however they're gonna play it out." Like I hope it's him still being the big baddie. Okay. But you, the way they brought in Paul Bettine was mm-hmm. to like lessen him as yeah. the big baddie. You in, know what I'm in saying? The same way as with Vader. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like you bring in Vader, and it's like, oh he's not as bad as Paul Bettine. Like, the Emperor is not as forgiving as I am. And we've seen Vader kill 
15 generals yeah. in a matter of five seconds. Yeah. So, like, they did a good job, I guess, then, to show me through the transition where his character ended up. And it was very noble and it was very knighty. Yeah. And I really felt like there was a nobility to it. Mm. And I thought that when they were going to make it a love romance, he would it would be her as the master, him mm. as the knight protector. Yeah. Right? She's the queen, he's the knight protector. Mm. That's how they would do and go forward with it. And yeah. then they killed him. And yeah. I was really upset by that. Yeah. But I, I like the, the, like I said, the way they utilize that whole uh, um, effects of it. And then to use it with Kylo to say, oh, this is where she is. Yeah. She's in my chambers. The Darth Vader helmet. She's in my chambers. Yeah. Let everybody lock that room down. Yeah. Um, or the lightsaber move, which was so fucking baller. Yeah. Pardon the French, but oh my God. Yeah. Hi, like, oh, hi, I don't have a lightsaber. And he even shrugs, like, what are you going to do? Such a, yeah, like, I've got a lightsaber now. Just deal with it. Yeah, we're doing this. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think it's great that as soon as he has his face turn, as soon as he's good guy again, he can be funny. He's funny. He's not, the, he's not allowed to be funny until that point. And the first way he does it, he literally jumps yeah. and lands. So he inflicts pain on himself. He goes, ouch. Yeah. Right? And everybody's like, oh, because I felt uncomfortable. They're like, ah, oh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Like, it's an uncomfortable laugh that you get. So they get you on your first laugh. Yeah. So now when he's, like, getting beat up, right? He's getting beat up by his old crew. Yeah. Oh, no. He, oh, he got hurt earlier, but now he's wounded boy. Oh, now he's funny. Oh, he's got a lightsaber. Guys, yeah. look out. This is Kylo. Okay. And again, it's a, a great use of the kind of Star Wars lore of just a real visual indicator of, like, He's using a blue lightsaber now, so he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good Keep guy. Keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Really, really nice. And the, and the attire, too. So yeah. if you notice, like, his attire was very, like, I told you, like, nobility. Yeah. Like, old school, like, knight. His good guy attire, when he stripped it off, was more of, like, still, like, I'm no longer Sith Lord attire. Yeah. It was, but he still had a chivalrous, like, kind of like a, a f- um, not flannel. Um, what's the white material? Muslin? No. Uh, linen? Linen. Like a linen kind of like okay. noble, like loose, like casual yeah. royalty outfit on yeah. to go fight. And I was like, okay, they're still keeping him with that kind of nobility look. Yeah. I mean, it could also have been interpreted as like, because uh, you've always talked about him being very emo, that that's like, you could, I wouldn't be surprised to see someone at some kind of emo night. Wearing that? Event. Absolutely. No, that's... With like a kind of baggy, long sleeve jumper. Gothic. Like really ready. tight trousers. Doc Martens. Ready to reach you, Edgar Allan Poe. With his dark hair over his eyes. Like, you know, like rings. Yeah. Oh, that's little, exactly... Like, choker thing. But, okay, first off, if you really think about it, like you're really calling it out. Yeah. He is completely emo. <laughs> what did... What turned... When did he turn? He turned... He said he was... He went back to being good. Yeah. After she stabbed him... Yeah. And told him, I would have come... Or took your hand if you would have come to me as Ben. Yeah. So now he doesn't feel comfortable being a Sith Lord because this girl just beat him. One. Okay. But now she accepts him as Ben. Someone accepts me as Ben. Yeah. That's not my parents. That's not Luke Skywalker. Mm. I'm going to go be good now. Yeah. Complete emo move. <laughs> Complete emo move. He's trying to get the girl. It was yeah. all about the girl. Yeah. He's 100% emo. Yeah. Like, they first met and he was like, 
This girl, I'm in love with her. <laughs> yes! Oh, Rick, let's connect. Oh my God, we got a mic. Can you see me? Why do you think the next time he was like, can you see me? Awesome. <laughs> Shirtless. He's been sitting in his room for days. Huxley was like, Ray smells. Why is he not come out? I need him. He's like, I'm waiting for a phone call. Right? Right? Just every three minutes, like spraying himself down with a bottle of water. Oh, sorry, I just stepped out of the shower. Yeah, exactly. Would you put on a shirt, please? Like that, he was completely. Do my nipples upset you? But that was what a romantic night was. Yeah. Right? They were chivalrous, they had to protect, they were there for the princess, they were there for the queen, they, you know? Yeah. That was his job. That's why I like the fact that they kept him in the Knight of Ren costume. Yeah. Where they called them knights. Mm. Right? Yeah. Um, and then he for you see a blacksmith forging his helmet. Yeah. Not just some robots. Like an actual blacksmith. With like, like a monkey blacksmith. Like a monkey blacksmith. <laughs> You're like, damn, I want to fucking... <laughs> Because they get to the scene and they're like, right, and then the blacksmith is blah, blah, blah. And they're like, wait, 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 guys, this is Star Wars. Like, this blacksmith would be whatever the fuck we want. I kind of like monkeys, right? right? Are we all agreed on monkeys? <laughs> the yeas monkey have it. It's a monkey. But the, the way that he was as an emo kid and the way that she was, she wanted the emo kid, but she was having a hard time finding herself out too. She even tells Finn, like, everybody keeps telling me they think they know me, right? And then she fights Kylo and beats him finally. Like, yeah. she was scared and then he had a weak moment and Le Leia, and then she kills him. With a red lightsaber. With, remember, she kills him with a red lightsaber and that's that same moment she felt the force of Leia leave mm. and she realized the error of her way. Once again, she mm. topped into rage, she killed him, mm -hmm. and then... So now she has a little more understanding as to why Kylo does the things he does now. Yeah. And so the relationship between them grows stronger. Mm. Uh, without even a word about that being said, and that's why she goes and heals him. Like, yeah. she could have been like, hey, you know, sorry about your mom, <laughs> right? I, I still have to go do this. Hey, shut up, sorry about your mom, whatever. I'm gonna abandon you yeah. in this fucking spot. Can I take your car? Gonna take your car. <laughs> and then she goes to like, you can, like, call an Uber or something. <laughs> right. But now she knows where Luke Skywalker's place is easy, right? Yeah. Let's talk about how all these ships now can go to, like, how did she figure this one out? No, she remembered. She remembered. Yeah. Uh, um, I think that's a very good point. Yes. Going on the, to the, the, the relationship between them. Yeah. Uh, and my point uh, is not so much with the uh, characters, so I'm glad you brought that up because I good. agree with that. I think it was really nice. Having them as a... The, was it the dyad of the force mm -hmm. and the, it's, the, it's the, the bad and the good, you know, being in love with each other and that's what creates this kind of, that's, because ultimately a load, of the, a load of the films are about, oh, it's about bringing balance to the force. What is more balanced than the two sides working together? What is more balanced than a Sith and a, like being somewhere in the middle? Um, so I really like that. I, I um, yeah, I think it was right that he died because he still like murdered billions of people. But I think it was great to give him that kind of redemptive arc, and, mm -hmm. um, and that he he crosses over to the other side like faster than Yoda. Can we just say <laughs> like, he this was like <laughs> was not you, waiting around? You, you made that joke in the second and by watching it the second time, it yeah. was like I thought they were like, all right, we got one shot at this, and I was like. 
I don't want to be a part of 10. So yeah. here's what we're going to do, IPM. Yeah. And he was just like, I'm going to fake. You're going to wipe me out. Just Ready? And action! Boom! And he's <laughs> dropping down. He's like, oh, shit! And he's like, hey, invisible. He has disappeared before his head hits the floor. Yeah, I'm gone. Like, whoa, what the fuck happened? Anyway, um, so, yeah, I think that character's really good. And I think, um, again... Like with the tactile thing of, of, of bringing some something to kind of something tangible to grasp onto with all these ridiculous things going on. Um, I think uh, Adam Driver, who I'm always a fan of uh, and always bring a lot of uh, yeah round of applause to, because I think he's one of the finest actors working today. I'll say it. Uh, and Daisy Ridley, a lot of their work is just kind of in close up. A lot of the things that they're talking about, they're having to do with just expressions when a lot of it is about feeling things. And it, it's not a tangible, it's these abstract notions that some screenwriter writes down and gives to an actor and says, well, you work out what the fuck you You feel. figure out what feeling the what force all like? around you. Yeah. Like Finn's like, I have a feeling. Like yeah. you're like, how are you supposed to, what? I have a like, I yeah. feel it. It's that shit there because I felt it. I don't know, kind of a feeling. I don't know, maybe I ate something that was a bit, anyway. Um, and and so to, to, to kind of give, yeah, like uh, a lot of, I don't know, again, quote unquote, realism to she's feeling very conflicted and he's feeling very conflicted. And you see it in their faces that they are conflicted. The, the, the moments where, the moment where she's talking to Finn and she's like, you don't understand, I have this vision. It was, and it's like, it's tough for her to bring it up because she's terrified of it. Um, and the bit, oh, with uh, with Adam Driver when he's talking to Han, Han, and um, he's stoic and he's like, I know what I need to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. It's all the callbacks, blah, blah, blah. It's really nice. And then he just says, Dad. And as soon as he says, Dad, he fucking crumbles. It's like acknowledging, and not like father, but it's dad, which is a lot more kind of nice and, you know. Kiddish. Yeah. And he just crumbles before your eyes. You just, oh my god, it's it's heartbreaking. And so I think he didn't even get to say his final line. And his no. dad goes, "I know." And it just like, yeah. Just and then he ta- does did. his thing and tosses it like gone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I think that they both were were fantastic. I think you know pretty much everyone in there. It's it's a shame to not bring up Oscar Isaac because I think he's he was great too. Really, really funny in it. Really funny. Um, he really he really honed his character because after after watching Eight and like that whole shit show, yeah, of him like being a, a hot skilled flight pilot, Get, getting humbled a little bit. Yeah, getting humbled. You're like, how is he gonna like show his maturity? And yeah. like, he's leading the Millennium Falcon mission. He's yeah. leading. With Ray, you know, he's still he's back on a good side with Leia as a yeah. general. Like they, they really helped you do that, and he showed you that he could still take on the role. Yeah. And then even if when he had the role, mm. he still didn't know what to do, and he was yeah. like fighting, and he lost his best buddy, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, guys, I I don't know what to do." Like he kind of lost hope for a second, yeah. and then it came again. Yeah, but he's yeah, and, and kind of taking in that kind of that Han Solo role of being a little bit over it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? A little bit kind of, 
he's not done gonna, with all the yeah, adventures. Like I know how this plays out. He doesn't. He doesn't feel the need to be nice to people in the way that maybe Ray does or the way that Finn does. Mm-hmm. He's he'll give someone a bit of shit for something. So I think he was very good. But I, yeah, singling out and driving and Daisy Ridley, I think they were they they had a lot to do, and I think they did it all really really you well. Tapped a tree on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's left of him isn't on fire. <laughs> <Jesus. Yeah. laughs> um, yeah, I love Oscar Isaac as well. He's so he's good. Freaking great. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think that's a very good point. And I think, yeah, the, the characters are really good and the actors portraying them are really good as well. Um, so now we're on to final point for you. My final point. Your final point. Is the giant nod to uh, the Palpatine story. Interesting. Explain this. Um, so... Now that they've said that this is it was going to be Palpatine, mm-hmm. right? It knocks down Kylo Ren. Yeah. It means that you can now have him play either the big bad, yeah. take kill Palpatine and be the biggie bad of all, like yeah. the biggie bad. Like he killed his dad, he killed Snow. But yeah. if now Palpatine's coming back and he kills Pop, he no one else is yeah. bigger, better than this, right? Yeah. Or have him go back to good and have him do a redemption fight. Yeah. Right. So it helps us see the, the bigger batter mm. and then he's not the biggest bat and he can because he's so conflicted it's okay for us to allow him to be on the good side because yeah. shit we need his strength yeah to beat this bigger baddie yeah um and then when you think about Palpatine's story what he starts talking about who he is like he's not Palpatine he's <clears throat> all the Sith Lords all yeah. rolled into one and he's like I've been working with in your head this entire time yeah. and he like talks to him in like Emperor and Snoke and yeah. um and and I didn't I get the felt f- like it was people that we hadn't heard, heard of, of which yeah, like was really exciting or something yeah again it just kind of adds different colors to the thing of like aside from the stuff that you've seen there's other shit going on going I on really right? like that yeah it shows that he's still playing this game with Ren, and you wonder how much of this game does the Sith have, mm. right? And so now Palpatine is trying to just basically get a body back, is what yeah. the whole mission is. And when he finds out that he uses the granddaughter, mm. and he oh, come to the granddaughter because the Force finally awoken in her, mm. he doesn't have to worry about the Jedi anymore. So now that's why he has, that's why he woke up. Because if Luke found out that Palpatine was back, yeah. Forget that. He's coming guns blazing with the yeah. whole army. Yeah. But if Luke's gone, mm. the whole army is gone because no one has hope anymore. Yeah. Right? So his thought process story was stay humble, wait till Luke goes. Mm. The last Jedi's gone. Go get this uh, apprentice. Yeah. Right? So he's been working it since the re- uh, return of the Jedi. Yeah. Right? What if the entire saga mm-hmm. is Palpatine's story? Okay. Right? So let's really start from episode one mm-hmm. of Phantom Menace. Yeah. Where was Palpatine? He was in the background. Yeah. He came out, he was, but he got Padme to do whatever to get him power. Yeah. He's causing trouble already. Mm-hmm. And he's going to keep an eye on that young Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Number two, mm-hmm. it was a two, Attack of the Clones. Whose clones? We don't know. Some guy, Sidious, yeah. created these clones before. Some Jedi mm-hmm. named Sid. They're Palpatine's clones. Yeah. So we got Attack of his clones, right? right? 
Episode three, <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Look, it should have been Return of the Sith because it should have been Revenge of the Jedi. Yeah. But due to whatever. But if you think about it, yeah, the Sith are back now. They are taking over. Palpatine's in play. He has revealed himself. Yeah. Here we go. A New Hope, episode four. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Someone else I have to go worry about now. Like, we have to figure out, like, how this slipped through the crack and I've got to fix it. Yeah. And it just blew up my Death Star. Yeah. Great. Let's go to episode five where I strike back. Yeah. Because I'm not dealing with this new hope. We're not doing it. No. Episode six, Return of the Jedi. Well, the one apprentice didn't, my, I got them all here, but the plan didn't go as according. Yeah. Okay, let's go to stay dormant. Mm-hmm. Episode seven, The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens in who? His granddaughter. Yeah. So now he wakes up. Now he's like, ah, now is my moment. Yeah. Now let's get things going. Episode eight, The Last Jedi. Well, Luke dies. She never finishes her training. He never knights her. So The Last Jedi is clearly dead. Yeah. Right? So I'm going to make my play in episode nine, Mm -hmm. but I lose. And now it's the Skywalker story. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's, uh, it, yeah, it is kind of his, in the way that, you know, the, the first, the, the second trilogy is Luke's, uh, the original trilogy is Luke's, the first trilogy is Anakin's, Anakin's and this is Rey's, mm-hmm. but all nine, it's kind of, it's Palpatine. It's Palpatine all yeah. the way. Sidious. Even the title say it. Yeah. Like the title of what this movie is about yeah. is exactly his motive through everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I did like what they did with him. I liked the really liked the design of it. Really liked uh, his portrayal of it. I thought it was interesting that because they didn't go with any old man makeup, he actually kind of looked a bit better in this one than he did in some of the other ones. Younger and even yeah. scarier too. Yeah. Um, so the lighting on him was so good. The lighting was really good. His motive was great too. And then when he got his power, he like was like, "Oh, let me show you what happens when yeah. you're on an all Sith island." Yeah. I'll show you what electricity can yeah. do. Not just a tree. And then you, you, yeah, and you, you never quite. It's the thing with all great kind of chess master villains is that you never really know what his plan is, regardless of what. Because he says to Ray, "Oh, the plan was to get you here," but then Kylo shows up, and he doesn't even need her anymore because he just takes their life. He hits the life force. He regenerates. So was that his plan all along? You just don't know. You don't know. You just don't know because he's he's the kind of he's always thinking however many steps. I I don't know. He seemed way too surprised. Yeah. When they got both, when he got both of them. Yeah. Right, and he was like, "Oh, like maybe his choice was to suck the life force, but maybe he was so surprised that it was so much life force that he was able to just redo himself." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, change of plan. I'll just do it myself. I'll just Don't do because he even says it too. It's like, look at what you think. You, I'm taking both. I'm yeah. coming back. Yeah. And then when they're both on the ground, it's like, look at what you have produced. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back, bitches. Yeah. And his old alkalites were like, yeah, <laughs> Papa T, Papa T, Papa T. Like that's how I saw it. Um, yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought he was great. I think that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I'm going to steal your original um, C3PO levels up. Um, I wrote here. He has been. I mean, he is him and R2 are the only characters that have appeared in all of them. Um, he Anthony Daniels is the only actor that has appeared in all of them, mm-hmm. and for most of the films, he has. Thrown in an odd 
pun. I'm a big fan of puns. I'll never say no to puns. I'm, I'm beside myself. I've lost my head. All that kind of stuff. Mm. Fun, sure. Um, <laughs> but it's all very kind of slight, and he does run the risk of being a bit annoying at points, mm-hmm. and not even in a kind of the character supposed to be annoying way, but in you know just a bit grating. He's 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 just kind of there. It's mm. a bit of comic relief, and he's fine. But in this one, they say, Anthony, you've got in that fucking gold suit eight times before. This is the ninth time you've done it. You've done it in so many deserts where it is like hotter than Satan's asshole, and you've got into this little metal thing. At your age as well At now. At your age as well. You're an old 42 dude. years of yeah. this. Just have this. And they he's funny. He he's not overused. All the bits that he's in make sense and they bring interesting shades to to what he does I will say that it's a little bit of a shame maybe that they back out of wiping his memory because that is part of several fake outs that they use and I think using a couple of fake outs fair enough but just the fact that it's Chewie's dead no he's not C-3PO's memory is wiped no, no it's, it's not, not. Uh, Carrie Russell's names? dead no, no she's the not the people aren't coming yes they are yes they are um, yeah, so a lot of it felt like they kind of just they were going back on themselves a little bit. But um, I think he was really funny. He was really engaging. Um, he's, he's, uh, when he's looking behind him, when he's talking about the festival, and they all turn around like, why, the f- why do we care whether it's known for its famous delicious sweets? And then he looks behind him, but because he's the robot, it takes him ages to turn around. That's hilarious. Um, when he's just before Babu Frick fucks him up, he's like, oh, I've had another idea of how my <laughs> Like, all right, so we're never going to hear that idea. Fair enough. Um, and then when he meets up with uh, R2 again, and R2's like, beep, beep, beep. He's like, you're going to put what in my head? I'm going to say absolutely not. <laughs> just cuts, and he's already doing it. Really funny stuff. Really, really funny stuff. But then... Something that you haven't seen from 3PO before, and this is something that I think they have tried to do, is make him, you know, make you feel for him. Human emotion? Yeah. They try and give that to him. Mm. And in times where they tried to do it before, I don't think it's kind of worked. Mm. But this, when she's like, well, you know the odds, you know, do we have a choice in, in this? He stands up, he walks away, and he looks at them and he's like, I just wanted one last look at my friends. And I'm fucking bawling. Like, right. Jesus Christ, this is C-3PO. And it's, a, and it's a thing too, like, because it's on his terms. He goes through the yeah. odds and says, this is the only way. Yeah. Right? And that, and he's, all, all he's ever done was statistics, statistics. So yeah. it was a huge, just, what a great nod to his character. Make yeah. it, make him such a valuable asset to this final chapter. Yeah. And like any good droid or whatever should like don't underestimate a droid because they will break your heart Jesus break like, your heart that he he is there to serve them he's there to do what's best for them mm-hmm. and what's best for them is for him to have his memory wiped which again makes it a little bit shame when it's, it's cheapened a little bit his sacrifice yeah. by the fact that oh no just have your memories back don't worry about it it's all good it's all good it's fine it's fine um, it's not the full memory, but yeah, it's like yeah. he was like, "Oh no, you can't trust the asteroid." Yeah. I was kind of like hoping, like maybe he'd be like, "Oh, R two, it's me! Can you believe we just blew up the Death Star yeah. again?" Or like he just repeats the first line that we ever hear three PO give in like yeah, episode four. Or oh right, down the like, oh what? Oh, you've got to get the message to Princess Leia. Where's it? Princess? And R two is like, "Dude, <laughs> you need to catch up." We have a problem. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I, I think C-3PO was, was amazing in this film um, mm. in a way that he hasn't been so far uh, in any of the other films and I really, really liked it. So well done, C-3PO. Absolutely. Um, so that's all your po- So what, what, were your, what were your five points then? Uh, my five points was uh, number one, going straight into it. Positive. So just positive. They, the they just, this is what it is. Go into it. Or, you know, love it or hate it, we're not really playing a weird manipulation on this one. Okay. Uh, number two was the story of the group character, the adventure, yeah, uh, and how it built the relationship and then the relationship within those three. How okay. we wanted to see it. We hadn't seen it yet and how we finally got it. Yeah. And it really... I could go see another movie with that group again. Yeah. Just to watch them have a small adventure. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to be some grand... Grand Adventure could yeah. just be a small one, but I would like to see that group again. Yeah. It was great. They have wonderful play off each other. Yeah. So um, that, was, that was positive as well. Positive, right. Okay. Number three was negative, Luke's redemption. Sure. Feeling like it was a bit like, we we were so... So many people were so upset and we don't want to lose all of your guys' yeah. money. So we're just going to say like, oh, he was not himself. Yeah. And just kind of like brush it under the rug and be like, yeah. don't worry guys, it's fine. Like, yeah. It kind of felt like a big shit fuck you to me, mm. right? Because now I got to hear all those haters who are like, yeah, episode eight was bullshit. Told you. Told you. Yeah. Ugh. It's like, I, who the fuck cares? I enjoy, I enjoyed the movie. I don't yeah. care if you enjoyed the fucking movie yeah. or you hated the movie. I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. That was for me. Yeah. Now you're going to tell me like everything that happened. Like, come on. Um, and then uh, number four was the relationship between Ray and Kylo. Yes, another positive. Uh, another positive. Yeah. yeah. E, uh, the kiss was where I got the ew. Sure. First night, like I got with the mid. I was like, I didn't know how to react because they kissed. And I was like, strange, like because yeah. I didn't know how to feel about it. Yeah. And then I heard the ew, and I was just dead. I was like, ha, because it was so like. So many people, I know so many people have been just been banking on uh, yeah. Raylo for since the characters were created and yeah. the whole, like, in the interrogation room thing. Yeah. So the fact that I heard an ew yeah. in my movie, just like cherry, yeah. cherry on the fucking Sunday. Uh, and my final point, which was a positive, was how it was a full Palpatine story. Yes. And how, if you think about it now, this whole nine movies mm-hmm. is just all about Palpatine. Con- concluding the Palpatine story. And that we're going to get a Skywalker story yeah. saga soon. As much as they say it's the last word in the Skywalker. So it's stupid. Like, don't call it Skywalk. Or do, like, if you want to do that, do that. That's fine. But don't lead your marketing with, like, big, bold print, this is the final word in the story of the Skywalkers. Because it's clearly it's not. Because you've just given her the fucking name at the and end. And also another thing that kind of upsetting about that moment, too. Yeah. Um, the whole movie, it's like, don't be afraid of who you are. Don't yeah. be afraid of who you are. Yeah. She's not a fucking Skywalker. Yeah. Unless, unless you're, uh, you're and I theories are right. And as he was dying, he's like, I'm going to go, but have a baby yeah. inside of you. Here's Later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. Actually, yeah, don't be afraid of who you up. She should try and reclaim that. Like right? all of the all of the Austrian people called Hitler. It's like, do you know what? <laughs> that was one dude. You're right. The rest of us are lovely. A lovely Hitler. Yes. We're all. And it would have been great as well because it's this really old woman in the in the desert, and she's like, "I'm Ray Palpatine," and she's like, Whoa, clutching her pearls. Oh, I don't like those Palpatines. Those Palpatines don't take all of my bread. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, come on, like, be proud of who you be are. Be proud right? of who you are. The whole story was like, 
you got it. Don't fight who you are. Be proud of who you are. And then they're like, but don't tell anybody who you yeah. are. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. It's like Leia in the, in the, like coming through as the force ghosts, just holding up a sign saying, I know, be proud of who you are. Do not say Palpatine <laughs> at this point. That would be a mistake. Yeah. Don't say the Palpatine, please. Yeah. yeah. You know whose ghost you don't see too? Who? Kylo's. That's true. Yeah. Although the, you, you'd only have a very brief amount of time to actually see it. Mm. Like, and it wouldn't, it would be weird for him to pop up at the end. He popped up, Leia and Luke pop up yeah. when she de- puts the uh, yeah. lightsabers back, which I'm really glad they showed us Leia stuff. Like, that's a little side yeah. positive note there too. Like, yeah. love the fact that we got to see a young Leia train Leia's and then she had a lightsaber too. Yeah. And she gave up, they tell you why she gave up the training. Yeah. Because she had the reminiscence that with her Jedi training. Yeah. So yeah, like, I thought that was really nice. I thought that was a beautiful, just, like, it's stuff like that. Yeah. Like, if people just calm the fuck down, like, for the first two movies, like, they're gonna get to it. Like, yeah, they they'll tell you why. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Right? This was supposed to be her movie, and it's unfortunate that she passed. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Carrie Fisher. Nobody yeah. wanted you to go. Yeah. But people, calm the hell down. Like, they made it so easy. So now you're like, oh, why did you, how does she know the force? Well, she had fucking training. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. And it can be done so quickly. And so, so quickly. And I think we do need to mention Carrie Fisher and her presence in the film and how and what a shame it is. They did a really good job, I think. At setting it up. At, at, at doing something with the footage that they oh, had. Oh, yeah, yeah. It looked a bit jank. It was rare that she would look like she was actually in the scene that she was in, mm-hmm. understandably, because she wasn't. Um, which is such a shame and a lot of her dialogue was very spare and some of it didn't make one sense just one liners Um, which is a real shame some of her eye lines were were a bit off Um, and it is such a shame because you feel like had she been alive they would have been able to do so much more with her as you say it would have been her film the Han Solo bit you would need Han Solo would have been her you would need Han Solo. Harrison doesn't want to do. do a part of it. I, yeah. I get it. We got our Han Solo moment. This is all her. And of course, the only reason he is saying yes to doing that is because they're saying, you know, this was going to be Carrie. Would you mind? Would doing you it please do it? And like that whole moment. I know we're we're trying to wrap up here. We're at you know two and a half hours <laughs> of us talking. Um, but that whole moment in of itself, where it's it, it's it's supposed to be her. Like her moment of uh, redeeming him and pulling him back before Ray kills him. Like he even tells Ray prior to that that she uh, that he she can't face her mom any his mom anymore because of what the thing she's done, yeah. and neither can he. Yeah. So like it puts in your head like right then and there that he's still struggling and that the mother is the real core. It's not Han Solo. It's the mother inside of him. And that's the Skywalker. And that's why he, um, uh, that's why it should have been Carrie coming out to him to bring him back because he's supposed to be coming home for mom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that would have been, a lot more powerful and again they did a great job with they did what they, what they could they brought it yeah. they, they redid it as a memory yeah. which I thought was really a great nod like yeah. what other better way to like strike up a memory mm. than the same dialogue of son yeah. you know it's the you know I, I feel like I, I you know I want to do something but I can't and it's the same thing like yeah. 
where is Kylo going on this one? Yeah. And the fact that it's a memory, the fact that it's just him talking to himself says that he's kind of already made up his mind at that point. Mm-hmm. He knows, he has all the information that he needs. Um, yeah, but it would, it would have just been so much better if it had been Leia. But, or if you're going to CGI her, then just have him fall and put her around, like just put that yeah. CGI around him so he knows yeah. that she's there with him, right? Yeah. So we get that. Still strong carry moment. You don't need to say anything. You just motherly love. Yeah. And you're off on another, you're off on the Kylo's back to Ben Solo. Yeah. Mother's love brought him back. Yeah. Super emo. Yeah. What were your five points? Uh, My five points were um, positive. Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley did some fantastic work. Absolutely. Positive music. It's always great, but it's worth mentioning. Uh, Positive the tactile nature of the story and the sets and the characters and largely Babu Frick. Uh, Positive uh, C-3PO levels up and becomes a really entertaining and important part of the film in a way that he hadn't been to to this point. Uh, And negative too much MacGuffin grabbing. Um... Like, just it, just make it a little bit easier to get that MacGuffin, and then I'm happy. Um, but I, yeah, a, a really good film. A four out of five for me, and a four out of five for you. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a four out of five. Uh, I mean, four you, and just, a half. you just did with you. I mean, oh, we, we don't do half marks. Oh, here. sorry, four. This four isn't this five. isn't communist Russia, okay? Five. This isn't you know some kind of uh, post-revolutionary France where everyone just gets to pick. No, there's. The six options, which we only realised afterwards, because you can have five points, but you can also have zero. Six options, and every film will depend will fall into those categories. Four. Uh, so I, yeah, it's four out of five. Nice. Four nice. out of five. Uh, 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 Wayfarers. <laughs> four out of five little, and they're gonna sell them. Of course they. Oh are. my god! Everyone's Only gonna two have them. Every, the, yeah, and it'll be the dash. The, it'll be the new Alexa. Alexa, and it's like Wayfair. It's like yes. And it was like, why are they taking over the world? It'll be Ian McDermott having to record all the voice. Turn left at the lights. If you don't think I'm gonna, I would have, I would want an Emperor Palpatine <laughs> telling me to direct me how to get to my destination. You're on another level. <laughs> <laughs> After this stop sign, <laughs> you will go two more feet, <laughs> then ten right. <laughs> Young Jedi. Yeah. Alexa, could you, you know, could I find out the way to get to the supermarket? Not for the Jedi. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, so that was our. Um, oh my god! That was our spoiler filled review That's of great. Star Wars Episode 9. Uh, the rise of Skywalker. Um, thank you very much, Aaron. It's always uh, thank you very much, Dan. Um, and uh, yeah, that, thank you very much for listening. What did we learn here? Always double tap the head. <laughs> Palpatine fell down a well. Shoot, like, go down there. And, oh, I'm sorry. Did you watch his body explode in the Death Star? Exactly. No. Go back down there, find this body, kill this guy. Exactly. Double tap. That would have been great just to have him like pitched off and then you just see Luke like lean over with a blast like, yeah! <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> like machine gun as he goes down. Go, yeah. go, go. Like through the head too, right? Yeah. It was very horror movie-esque. Like, well, Michael Myers is like, oh, he's alive. He escaped the house. As we learned from uh, Solo, 
Um, you know, uh, uh, old mole can survive, as we learned from. If you get chopped in half, like, like even if double tapping, I'm sure everybody like that's the thing I hate about. It's zo- it's zombie rules. It's zo- how do you kill them? Removing the head or <laughs> destroying, destroying the, the brain. brain. I repeat, <laughs> removing the head or destroying the brain. Cheers. <laughs>